0: Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them. Or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello,
1: welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man, I'm excited about this show today, man. We got some great guest that's going to, uh, enlighten us, you know, with, uh, the mental game,
2: the mental games. Okay. So, so tell us what what, what we're talking about today.
1: We're talking about in and out of the pocket. And basically we got two quarterbacks. Um, uh, we got grandpa, uh, who's, uh, also a mental coach and he, he does a whole lot of things and we got the great Jake Plummer.
3: Oh,
1: we got the great Jake Plummer, this, uh, it's going to help us uh, narrate through what is in and out of the pocket.
2: So so here's uh, a story. You said Jake Plummer. So in 1997, when I came out, of, I was uh, 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 one year out of my senior year of college, uh-huh. I tried out for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh-huh. And I played running back and receiver. And I almost, if, if I wasn't so fat and out of shape, <laughs> I might have had a chance to actually catch some passes from Jake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I tell you, man, before we get in, into this, what have you been doing this week, right? Oh man, it's it's been a, a busy crazy week. It's still
2: um no, 900,000 degrees here in San Diego in California. They haven't turned the heat off. I've been uh, talking to, to a lot of folks about the wildfires, what's going on up in northern California and stuff like that. And um man just just keeping busy as usual. My son uh Devin had a had a birthday. And uh he just turned fourteen, so it's exciting. We had to keep up with that. And it's a whole new world with these kids and, and Zoom and we always talk about that and they're on that uh you know virtual learning thing. So we, we've been trying to get used to that and trying to figure out how to be, you know, parents and educators at the same time. And uh no, just just keeping busy,
1: man. That's about it. Man, you know, I just uh got back here a couple of days ago from Dallas, you know, so uh, in California for a couple of weeks, you know, and um uh, you know what, man? I called myself running from the heat. <laughs> I ran back into the, I mean, you. Ran straight back into the sauna. I ran straight back into uh, the the sauna. I would say, you know, but um, I'm happy to be back here. And I tell you, man, and I'm excited about being back in the studio yeah. uh, today, and and especially to uh, learn a little bit about this serious topic about the middle game.
2: Man, you know, I mean, the mental game—you talk about so much, so much going on. I've seen so many fantastic athletes, uh, fantastic entertainers, or business people that had so much like skill outside, outside of just the um, you know what they thought in their heads. And then you see, see the people that are super successful, and they're the ones that are able to grasp it on both sides. No, so not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, because what they always say: uh, ninety percent mental, ten percent physical
1: uh something like that <laughs> <laughs> you know and you know what I I believe that we're going to learn uh um uh, a lot about that today because you know we got uh our first guest is uh, he talk about 90% mental mm-hmm. and you know uh, I've been chatting with this uh, young man for the last uh week or so and I'm I'm so happy you know to have been able to meet him and and so we're going to bring him on the show and let me tell you a little bit about him right uh, his name is Grandpa. Uh, he is a mental coach. Um, he's doing a lot of great things out there. Um, it said, Who Am I? Grandpa is a highly regarded mental performance coach. He's been doing this for quite some time. He's also a keynote speaker. He also is a host of, of his own podcast that uh, he co-hosts with uh, Jake Plummer. And he is doing a lot of things um, with universities and other things around, and he's going to come and educate us, right? So without any further ado, let's bring on Grant Parr. How you doing, sir?
2: How are you? Excellent, excellent, Grant. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here.
4: Awesome, man. Well, I'm excited. I know Jake and I are both excited, but uh, I know we're going to be talking some really uh, some good stuff today, so I'm really excited for it.
2: Yeah, so you no, know, uh, you you talk about about the mental game, about the mental performance, and that's I think the one of the biggest things that's overlooked for a lot of uh, athletes and and uh, and people in business in general. So tell us, how I mean, what inspired you to become a mental performance coach, and give us a little background about you know what got you into this game.
4: You know, it's it's. I'll give you the clip Notes. It uh, it, it actually stemmed from a career-ending injury that I had uh, to my left hip. Um, I, I suffered a, a hip injury my, my sophomore and junior year in college. Wow. So um, I I spent about two decades with that injury. I've had two hip replacements on the same hip before I was 40. So going through a lot of identity issues, transitioning out of sport, uh, going through a lot of depression, uh, there was a lot of stuff that I had to deal with. And so when I got after my second uh, surgery, I got to a point in my life where I wanted to redesign who I, I wanted to be. I wanted to re Ignite that that competitive spirit that I had years ago so when I started doing that I started to realize that I wanted to be someone different and and I started to just to do a lot of discovery and one day I was in my car I was listening to Desmond Howard talking about a sports psychologist on ESPN and I was like what is that mm-hmm. and so after probably two months after that that, that experience um, I did a lot of research on sports psychology and I was enrolled in sports psychology at JFp University and got my master's and uh to, but to be honest if it was desmond howard and it was also my my injury i think typically when i went into this profession i just wanted to help injured athletes and then when i got more into the the field i realized there's so much more that i can do than just work with injured athletes
2: wow so mr mr desmond howard mr heisman pose himself <laughs> <laughs> so uh how, how was how did uh talk, we're talking with De, uh desmond i mean how did how did he uh, inspire you what, what was what was that about
4: it was just uh, he opened up my eyes to the fact that there, there's people out there that were using um, help, using sports psychologists. Um, when, I, when I started to hear his conversation about using a sports psychologist, I realized, like, how many times it would have been pertinent during my, my career if I had somebody like me. And, uh, and we all know that, like, we, we all understand how important the mental game is. We, we hear about it all the time. But it's something that I don't think we talk enough about or we don't know how to train it. So when you think about the mental game, it's, it's a lifelong pursuit. But what you're trying to do is you're training for the moment. And Jay can talk about it, too. I mean, it, you could be really, really good. Like You could be the best on a team, but are you the best in the moment? And that's kind of what uh, that intrigues me about sports psychology and mental performance, and that's what I do, is teaching people to get prepared for that moment. So you –
1: Work with a lot of coaches, a lot of athletes, um, uh, a lot of folks, uh, what are some of the strategies and the techniques that you use in order to uh, uh, get your message across?
4: You know, a lot of it stems from mindfulness, just being very present with your breath and, and literally learning how to, to have a relationship with your breath, use a lot of meditation and visualization techniques. Uh, but a lot of that stuff, a lot of people want to know, like, how do I get confident? How do I stay confident? How do I deal with my energy my nerves? And those are things that I hear a lot. Um, how do I bounce back from a bad performance? So those are a lot of the topics that I deal with, but when it comes to getting them present, uh, a lot of it's visualization, meditation, and, and breathing.
2: Wow. You know, you know, you talk about visualization and mindfulness, and we had a, a, another guest uh, in here, uh, another football player that, that we work with, uh, uh, Prince, Prince Daniels Jr., and he talks a lot about mindfulness. And so... You know, we tried to get him to to explain a little bit last year, last week, and he, you know, he talked about you know selling yourself in. But from uh, an athlete standpoint, how do you how do you get someone to look and say, okay, uh, I need to settle my mind down? Um, you know, what kind of techniques do you use to to get them in in that space to say, you know, head, stop, stop talking to me, you know, just let my body and my mind work together as one. Right. So you know, more often
4: than not as performers, we, we tend to listen to our thoughts. We become in the effect of our thoughts. So if we have a bad performance or a bad play or a bad season, bad year, we start to listen. And, and the, the goal is to actually, is to talk to. So how do I teach an athlete to empower themselves in the moment where it's very stressful and chaotic, where they can literally talk to their thoughts and not listen to it. So when, when I, to answer your, your other part of the question, how, how can I get an athlete to calm down, how to, to create more space? I call it emotional space. I do a technique that's called an MVP. So I teach them how to meditate, visualize, and tap into to powerful self-talk. So this, this technique takes about three minutes, up to 10 minutes. And tr- truly what they do, they do this every day, so they can actually learn how to calm down their, their brain, their body, and connect it, visualize their success then use those words that they can tap into so they can learn how to talk to their, to the performance. So it, it's a, it is a technique that takes some time to do just like anything else. But that is one technique that I do is just to, to learn how to teach these, these athletes, how to connect their mind and body. So they have some more space to play with.
1: What is um, the most rewarding and challenging part of your job?
4: Oh, uh. Um, you know, the most rewarding part is when an athlete or a coach or overall a team is bought in, when they're bought into the work, when they're connected to it, uh, it is the most, uh, my frequency, I'm like a little, little dog with his tail shaking. I mean, (laughs) that's, I feel so good when when someone is bought in, into the work. Now, the hardest part, um, I think the, the hardest part is there's two parts of it. When you're a mental performance coach, you're, it's a lonely job. You're by yourself. So sometimes you've got to be okay being alone and, and dealing with this whole journey by yourself. Uh, that's, that's one thing I had to deal with on the front end of this journey. But I think the hardest part is um, it's just probably dealing with someone that's not bought into it. Um, and you know what? That's okay. Not everybody is going to be bought into this at first. I'm not going to force anybody to do this work. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm ready when they are ready.
1: You know um, what, a, so a Grant? We're going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue yeah. our conversation with Grant Grandpa. It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard, Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
5: Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor remember finra sipc
6: available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome back
1: to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, you know I tell you, uh, Grant is educating us, Ray. He's educating us and he's educating our audience. But, uh, hey Grant, I got this question. Define playing a big game with your life and career. Oh, uh-huh, man, it's my favorite question. <laughs>
4: I think play, playing a big game is, is literally, first of all, knowing where you want to go um, not and being vulnerable with it. Uh, I spent two decades playing a very narrow and safe game. Uh, considering the, the early part of my life, when I was playing quarterback, I was taking risk. I was the man. I was standing up, showing up. Uh, and things that happened with my health that allowed me to, to take different turns and decisions where I just w- I played my life too narrow. And as I reignited myself, man, I just realized, man, showing up in the moment, learning from your failures, and just being vulnerable, um, I think it's just an empowering, and plus tapping into your joy. I mean, like, that's, that's one thing is really when you play a big game, man, you're tapping into your joy.
2: Oh, wow. You know, they're t- talking about joy, talking about being, you know, uh, tapped into a big game, no, you you play quarterback, and, and quarterback is such a such a mental uh, space. You have to know what every single person on the field is doing. You got to read coverages. You got to go into everything. And I, I, I'm setting you up for this question because I'm, I'm going to bring in bringing the the bad one of the baddest men on the on the planet as a quarterback <laughs> after, after I say this. But you know, tell yeah. me tell me about what it takes in, in, uh, about to be a, a great quarterback. Now, not just a good quarterback, but a great quarterback.
4: Man, I think it, it's more than just one thing. I mean, to be honest with you, if you want one thing and answer on one thing, I think it's attitude. you gotta, you got you to gotta, you gotta have an attitude to play the hardest position of all sports. But I think you got to be willing to take risks. you got to be willing to do uh, work that people are not going to do. you got to be willing to step up and do things that people are not going to do. you, you just got to be willing to show up in the moment. Um, but I think uh, it's attitude. you got to have a particular attitude to, to play that, that role.
2: Wow! Wow! Now talking about having attitude. Um, no, we want to bring in our our next guest as well. I mean, this this guy is a ten year NFL veteran, a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know, went to Arizona State, all American. Uh, you know, they call him the Snake, Jake the <laughs> Jake, Snake. The snake. Welcome <laughs> to the
3: show, Jake. Hey, thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, nice job, Grant. It's nice to hear you talk about what you do, man. Even though we we have a podcast together and are getting to know you this last year, uh, it's good to hear you speak on it.
2: Wow! So, right so your podcast. Tell, tell us, tell us about your guys' podcast, uh, in, "In and Out of the Pocket." Tell us a little bit about, you know, how that came about.
3: Yeah, I I was on the show with Grant. I was on his show, uh, you know, just having an interview, and and we just seamlessly talked for I don't know 15-20 minutes, and and uh, very intriguing conversation uh, about playing quarterback, the mental side of the game, and just things we've dealt with personally, both as, uh, you know, post-career and during our career, and leading up to, to try to be the best we could during our career. So, it was a great conversation, and then he uh, hit me up saying, hey, let's have a podcast. Let's check it out, see if we can do this. Uh, it's a good way for me to, to stay fresh and, and to reach out to old coaches and current players, uh, talk about in the pocket, which is, you know, the, the structure of playing quarterback and the structure that is involved with preparing to play to getting, you know, going through all the ups and downs and just being the man where all eyes are on you to also going out of the pocket, which, you know, is where I felt the most comfortable in the pocket was just like craziness. But when you got out of the pocket, there were lanes, there was vision. I could see, and it was a little more free willing. And I was able to not have a script to follow like a one, two, three progression. This was more like, All right, who's breaking deep? Who's breaking shallow? Where can I rip this thing? Or am I running this or throwing it out of bounds? So we called it in and out of the pocket because, you know, as a quarterback, I believe uh, attitude is huge, you know, to be a good quarterback. But I believe in today's game, you better be an athlete. You better be able to not only stand in the pocket and throw, but you better be able to, to wheel and deal and get out of the pocket and move quick enough to make those guys miss and play the game out of the pocket, too. So we throw some oddball questions at people our guests, uh, you know, it could be anything random from, you know, what, what was your favorite toy growing up to you, know, if you had to cook dinner during the yeah, Dave, you had to cook dinner during COVID. What's some good menu items you've been adding to your uh, repertoire, you know, home stuff with, uh, you know, being quarantined. So we've had some fun with it. Uh, mainly it's just to give a good glimpse into what these guys have gone through in their careers, what they're currently going through, either during their career, if they're active players or post-career. And then to get a little glimpse of who they are with some oddball questions just to see if they can, one, handle that. Because as a quarterback, you know, the stuff changes right at, You know, on the spot. You've got to make an adjustment. So we keep them on their toes, and we're having a good time with it.
2: Wow. That, that's awesome. And, and you brought up a great point. And I, I wanted to ask a follow up question on that, that, you know, you talk about being in the pocket and it's like the eye of the storm. You got everything swarming around you and then you get out of the pocket. You can see. So, I mean, I, I feel like we're in the eye of the storm right now with this COVID thing. So can you, can you give the audience a, a little bit about what it's like to be in the pocket after that first snap, you know, your, your pre reads and, and, and having everything surround you. And then when you escape the pocket you can actually see
3: what's going on. <laughs> I can tell you this, there was probably, you know, 10% of my snaps during my career where it was like, oh, this is great, I can see everything, there's a lane, everyone's arms are down, the other 90% were, you know, things flying in front of you and going on basically muscle memory and trust in your teammates that they're going to get to that spot, because you're not staring down your receivers when you're dropping back, you know, you're looking at defenders where they're dropping, confirming that lanes will be open, that all right, I got a dig route that is not going to be there as I'm dropping back, I'm processing that. I'm seeing a blitzer come, knowing he's picked up by my running back or maybe not picked up, so I got to either quicken my drop throw it early or throw it away or move from one down to two now real quick. There's just so much. It's it's really even um at times when I think back, you know, we've developed these phones that are smartphones, we've developed these microprocessors and I believe you know what Grant and I have yet to really touch on in our podcast yet is the fact that I think quarterbacks have like nano processors in their heads that are <laughs> that are highly highly tuned brain power to be able to go and do that because I know there's a lot of kids that have struggled even getting the the ball from center because already they're so worried about what's next but to be able to play quarterback you have to block things out you have to be able to really focus and, uh, you know, trust your preparation. Um, you know, in the pocket was always pretty crazy for me at 6'2". Uh, that's why I marvel at guys like Doug Flutie and Russell Wilson and this Kyler Murray cap, a play that are they're short. I mean, they're looking at the the names on their lineman's back, mm-hmm. not like, you know, Peyton Manning or Broethlisberger who are taller and they're looking over the shoulder pads. It takes a lot of trust, a lot of preparation, and a lot of uh, – you know, a high, highly advanced skill set to, to be able to, to to predict and anticipate and throw the ball into those little tight windows. So all you
2: Monday morning quarterbacks, now you know what it's like. <laughs> you say, oh, you should have threw it there. You should have exactly. did this. No, you have no idea what's going on. You got a 300-pound lineman rushing at you. You have people swerving in front of your face. You have receivers running four twos across the, across the lane, and you have to pick that section to throw a two <laughs> at the last second. I mean, come on, man.
1: And yeah, j- I mean you got I and mean,
2: then you got a tight end who's running a four eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: right. Unless you got <laughs> a, a, a Kittle or or uh, or what's his name right now, uh, 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 Travis Kelsey. I mean they're they're they're,
3: flow, they're Kelsey, flying. Yeah. For sure, man. You got a fullback out in the flat. You know you can't miss him right here. It's got to be like on his numbers. If we turn him around, he's too stiff. He's gonna fall over. You know, and then the ball might get tipped. There's just a lot you've got to just be, be prepared for as a quarterback, but it's the greatest position out there in sports, I believe most challenging and uh, you know I marvel today watching guys like Mahomes how easy he makes it look.
1: Mm. Wow hey, what was the hardest part of playing football at the professional level?
3: man uh, you know it, it was it was hard when I first got to the league to adjust to the speed of things the fact that in college you could make a mistake or two and that ball would hit the ground where if you make a mistake against an Ed Reed-type player, uh, overthrow here or there, they're now, you know, 10 guys coming back at you trying to get, get you good. Uh, they're returning it uh, to take it to the house. So that was really the hardest part was adjusting to the fact that every one of the best players you played in college is now in the pros. So there's no weak links really and you had to just raise your game. Um that was the tough part preparing, uh, you know, physically, but mentally really is it's a grind. It's a long, long season. Uh when you're when you're talking into November and you start thinking about, you know, oh, I want to have turkey with my family and maybe see see my family and like be normal. Now you still got a whole month after that and then if the playoffs come you got another month maybe longer after that. So Mentally, the grind is really, really what uh, I think was the hardest part. Sprinkle that in with a little bit of uh, media that, you know, do not they don't get it as much. They have a job to do, which is to ask questions, even if they're the most insanely uh, non-thought-out questions you could ever imagine. Uh, you still have to answer those two and go along with, you know, as a quarterback, you've got to really understand you're, you're number two in an organization, the head coach will get fired and they will keep the quarterback. The owner doesn't leave, but the head coach will be gone and the wow. quarterback stays. So you're really number two in these billion-dollar organizations. So it's a lot of weight on your shoulders. So mentally you have to just remember to carry yourself with all eyes on you, knowing that it's all right to make a mistake, you know, own it, apologize if it's something bad or, or live you know live through it and, and, and go through it. But if not, you've got to just continue to be yourself. And really be authentic and be who you are and, and trust that, that that who you are is good enough. And uh, there was a lot to adjust to, but I really still can't believe I played 10 years in the league. And uh, I, I had a great time with the Cardinals. It was tough at times, but with the Broncos, it was a blast.
2: You guys got some gems dropped on you yeah. right
1: there. Oh uh, yeah. Are uh, t- oh, you, oh, you going to send us the break? Boy, well, you know, we're going to have to take a station. Oh, come but on, we, know We're we going to come back and okay, continue okay, talk we to talk with one, Jake. To two two more seconds and we're going to bring Grant back in as well. It's show life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life
7: build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching, too, to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com, putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting.
0: It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your
2: Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. So, JC, before we left, I mean, we've been talking to Grant Parr and, and Jake Plummer, man, and we, we've been ha- getting some some gems dropped on us about the the mental game and about the, what it's like to be in and out of the pocket as as a quarterback, and uh, not just in sports, but as, as well in life. And so, I, I got a, I got a question for Jake just about some things that that I'm going through that I'm trying to help my son because my son is a, 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 a junior going to a senior year playing football, you know, and he has a couple of scholarship offers, but. Uh, it's 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 a crazy tough time right now. So if you were going through a time like this, I mean, I know you had some great mentors and people that you looked up to. Uh, what would you, what kind of questions would you ask and, and what kind of, uh, you know, the, the mentors that you had, what do you think that their responses would be to you to deal with a time like this?
8: That's a
3: really tough question. Um, I mean, everyone, as I sit and have enjoyed this summer with my family, uh, isolated up here in North Idaho on the lake, you know, we think about a lot of stuff, and uh, one of them is that this COVID has affected not just, you know, a, a section or a region of the United States, but the entire world. So it's a real heavy thing going on where everybody is dealing with this in some way or another. Um, I think it helps you realize the importance of things in life and, and how much maybe we put impetus on some things that weren't as important as uh, we now realize them to, to be uh for me i know that uh it's helped me slow down a lot as an aspiring athlete though where you're taught not to ever really take a break but it's time to go 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 and work harder work longer work more it's got to be really hard and i know i've talked to some kids in, during the the height of the covid that were missing out on spring ball and missing out on what they thought was a lot of about you know life and everything and I ask these kids what they do, and like, all they're doing is football. They're doing football drills. They're throwing the football. They're mm-hmm. thinking football. And Me, personally, in the summer when I would come up uh, to Coeur d'Alene to see my dad for a month or so, I didn't touch a weight room. I was on the hoop court. I was playing tennis, playing golf, playing handball, riding my bike, swimming, climbing trees. I mean, I did all kinds of stuff. So my, my, my advice to these kids now is that you know, this is so out of their control really how, how it is when you're playing ball. It's, it, you can't control what recruiters see you or come spot you or how they think or feel about you, but what you can control is what you do on the field, how you prepare to go about that. So as we're they're navigating this crazy time in their lives, which no one has ever been through anything like this, uh, just, just be well-rounded. Don't put all your thought into, oh my God, football, and I'm not going to get a play this fall, and I'm not going to make it to this college and get this all that stuff's out of your control right now. The best thing to do is to continue to just try to be as good a person as you can, to be a well-rounded athlete, to to, to motivate yourself and others that you know when the time comes to get back to playing that you're going to need them. Um, be with friends that you can be with if they're if it's allowed, uh, but all the while be safe. And uh, it's got to be tough for some of these kids to miss out. I would have I would have just hated to miss out on baseball during the spring, during my, you know, senior year. I mean, even though I was going to ASU already, I loved playing baseball. It was fun. I loved trying to hit a slider, and I loved taking shortstop or taking infield, whatever it was. So it's got to be tough for these kids, but find something that brings you joy. Find something that you can go do that makes you happy, that makes you better, that that can help you, you know, maybe not be better at your three-step, five-step, seven-step drop but can make you more agile and maybe a little more limber and, and bring a little peace of mind or find that place you can go where you, when you need that little bit of like mental break, where is that? For me, it's into the woods. I just like to wander off into the woods and and hike and go slow and see what I find, whether it's a bird or a porcupine quill or a, or a mushroom or a, you know, a weird wild looking weed I've never identified or an herb or something. I mean, it's just, that's where I go now. And so I've discovered this about myself at age 45, and it's a great opportunity for these young kids to, to find that now because tech is great. Yeah, you can go sit inside be on your tech all day long and, and grow very minimally, but if you really want to grow and, and become well-rounded, you know, get outside and, and do what you can while, you know, we're all locked down a little bit still trying to navigate this COVID
2: Hey Jake, awesome. awesome. that, that, that's that's great advice. <laughs> that, that, great that's advice. Great, Thank great advice. Thank you so much for your insight. We appreciate
3: that. Hey Jake, you
1: are the co-founder of Ready List Sports. Can you share what yeah. your company is, what it's about, and and what what you what you do?
3: Yeah, you know, you you asked me the hardest part about the NFL, and and I and you know having a second to think a little more about it I, during the break. It was the mental side, you know, of obviously the grind, but also learning protections, learning formations, learning, l- trying to digest that six-inch-thick playbook. That whether you use those plays or not, you still had to learn it. It was a test to see what you could retain and how much you could, you could, uh, you know, master in that book. And what I struggle with, what almost every player. Even Tom Brady is speaking about how, wow, this is difficult to learn a new offense. It's Tom Brady. What do you mean, Tom? I thought you could do anything, right? (laughs) It's a tough thing. It's a new language. It's all new. And so we developed Ready List Sports out of was a a need for players to have a better way to study, a more efficient way to learn the playbook, utilizing multiple learning styles, that, you know, visual, uh, auditory, tactile, competitive, you know, trying to, pretty much designed the the, the most advanced digital learning platform to install your playbook into and then not only have the players have access to that to learn whenever they want, wherever they're at, through an app on their phone, but to give your coaches a chance to all be on the same page and to have the the peace of mind as a coach that when you start practice on Tuesday, you got everybody to, to, to take the test Monday night and you know we're at 100%. We're going to roll through practice and be able to push these guys a little harder, maybe teach them why we're running these plays against this defense so that they don't just know to run down and turn left and hope the ball's there. They know that we're going to run that route because on cover three, this corner gets soft and we're going to kill them all day long over here. So there's a way that uh, has been going about teaching the game for so long and it has not advanced. I mean, coaches (laughs) are still using PowerPoint. They're still using all these old antiquated methods we have the most dynamic playbook drawing tool. It's faster than drawing on pen to paper. And it then gives you the ability to push it to your kids and let them study in all facets and all ways. So we're doing well. It's a hard, hard uh, industry to crack with the, the, the creatures of habit that coaches have become. But the, the ones, the young ones like Cliff Kingsbury, Adam Gase, they love it. Uh, we're working into some big-time colleges and we're signing up a lot of high schools. Uh, you know, we were right on the cusp before this remote learning COVID opportunity came, so we signed up a lot of teams that were, you know, looking for a way to reach their players while their players were not reachable. They were at home, back across the country, spread out. So ReadyList Sports, we're ready to to equip you with the best teaching tool out there. Even a brand-new coach could come in and have a playbook that's uh, diverse and ready to teach his kids how to go out and play ball. And uh, it's been a fun journey with no tech or entrepreneurial or business background from college. But I know people, I know what it takes to prepare, and uh, we've created really the, the best best tool out there to get your players ready to go play fast and free and uh, have fun.
2: Man, that, that's fantastic. And, and the timing couldn't be better for that. I mean, to be able to have
3: exactly. information
2: to, for kids to go over, not just the what but the why. And I always, when I coach, I coach, you know, my, my, my kids or I coach high school kids and receiver and then defensive back is like, no, why are you doing this? Like, what are you looking at? (laughs) You're not just running just to run. So, I mean, that is an amazing tool that you can test it and they can show it and it'd be something proven. Um, but on the other side too, I mean, that is amazing. But on the other side too, Grant, um, how do you, how do you prepare the mental side right now? I mean, cause I think that's probably, you know, just just as important. If you can, you know, you, I, you guys are together, so obviously you figured out a way to merge both of them. You know, the performance <laughs> right. of man, managing the mental side, along with the the physical and the, and the game planning side. So, so Grant, give give the masses some some education on you know uh, what you're doing about the mental side of, of, of the game and how they can translate that over into the rest of the life too.
4: You know, I'm going to echo a little bit what what Jake was saying. Uh, there there is a consistent theme and a message. That I've been t- talking to all my athletes and all my teams. And that's the focus on a word called connect or connection. This is a time where you stay connected to your craft. This is where you stay connected to people around you. You make sure that you're, you're getting fed by the right people because this is going to pass. We just don't know how long it's going to be. So you're going to be that athlete that's going to, um, treat this as a vacation. You're going to be an athlete that's going to do this at maybe 50%. Or are you just going to treat this that you have more time to get prepared? This is a time where you get to do it more work in the dark. And I, and I love this phrase, the, the more work you do in the dark, the more you're going to shine in the light. Mm-hmm. And so if I can get athletes to really just connect with themselves and the right people around them, they're going to, they're going to come out of this. They're going to really see that this, there's a crisis where there's an opportunity. And the opportunity is, is to get dialed into the, into the craft.
2: Wow, Excellent. Excellent. So you're talking about being dialed in and talking about locking into your craft. Um, how does being uh, an athlete that uh, that's you know, mentally prepared and, and, and ready to go and, and you're, you're, everything that you learn, that's both of you guys learn because we're going to do the lightning round in the next uh, segment. But both of you guys <laughs> learned about, you know, from sports that translates over into, into business and everything else in your life. Because, you know, from my standpoint as an entrepreneur, I, I love to hire athletes because, uh, you know, good athletes that are well, willing to be coached um, that have the discipline to, to want to, you know, be the best and do, and do the best. Um, But how does that translate over into the rest of the life, everything that you guys have learned from, from sports?
4: I'll, I'll, I'll answer quick. I, for me, I just, what I've gotten from sports that's helped me into my life or life after sports is uh, learning how to fail um, and, and not getting emotionally attached to my failures. Um, I think that's, that's been a huge asset for me. And, and really, one of the, I think one, one of the best words in sports or in performance is next. So I'm not going to let this failure paralyze me and stop me for getting ready for the next thing. So I think as I've been playing a bigger game with my life and my career, I've, I've, I've just endured and, and allowed myself to, to learn from my mistakes and get ready for, for the next thing.
1: Wow. Mm. You know what? We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back, Ray, and we're going to have a, a lightning round All with right. Jake Plummer and Grandpa. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard, Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
5: Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760 586 5275. That's 760 586 5275. Or visit GoldsmithFinancial.net. GoldsmithFinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor member. Member FINRA SIPC.
6: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard, Jr.,
1: Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard
2: Jr. So, uh, JC, be, be, before we left out and coming to our last segment with the lightning round, I want to especially thank our, our, our sponsor, uh, Goldsmith Financial. And I want to thank all the audience for always coming in here every Tuesday and Saturday, listening to us uh, do our thing. But uh, Grant Parr had had a great answer to our last question when we talked about, you know, how does being in sports and having a sports background uh, help you in life? And so I wanted to give Jake a chance to answer that question as well. No, coming into here. So so Jake, uh, drop some more jewels one, I guess, please. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, thank you. That's uh thanks for the opportunity to, to follow up on what Grant said, which is awesome. I mean everybody has adversity has to learn how to deal with it. And for me, I think uh when new challenges arise or um as we go through, you know, life's ups and downs and the roller coaster that that life is, uh as you learn more that, you know, Whenever things are good, there's always going to be some bad to sprinkle in there and how you deal with that is huge. Uh, but what always comes back to me mentally is when I set my mind to it as a with a dream as a young kid, I became one of 32 or you know whatever in the world at, my, at what I could do really well and that's play quarterback. And it's a hard hard job and it's not for everybody and it's still very rare small you know brotherhood of of NFL quarterbacks that have played and succeeded. So now, if a challenge comes my way, I, I pretty much have the confidence from that and from a whole slew of coaches that helped me along the way. And I realize I'm very coachable. My wife, I always tell her this, like, she's like, Gotta get busy, you gotta do something. I'm like, well, I don't know what to do today. She's like, Why don't you go plant that tree? And before you know it, I get it all done because I'm coachable and I also have the brain power to, like, put my mind to anything. And that confidence that that was built through all those years of of playing in the NFL to to know that if I set my mind to do something, there's no one that's going to stop me. I have the abilities, and I mean, because I was one of 32 in the world at one point to to, to do what I did and play quarterback, so... Sports has given me the confidence I need to just go out and, and really go after anything and all things with uh, with the belief that I'm going to achieve it and make it happen.
2: Awesome. And, J- and Jake, your wife's not the only one that has that impact. <laughs> my, my wife tells me to get up and go to. <laughs> like, hey, okay, I'm yes, going to get up and make yes. start moving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hey, Grant, now we haven't talked about a test on this yet, but what motivated you to write your book, The Next One Up, The Mindset? You know, I'm I'm just I'm fascinated.
4: I have been fascinated watching just athletes and performers just getting prepared for for that moment. Um, when you look at you know individuals like Nick Foles, uh, Tua, I mean they they didn't have a lot of reps. I mean when you look at Tua when he was a fresh true freshman in in Alabama, he didn't take a snap and he gets put in the middle of the biggest game of his entire life. And he walked into the rhythm of that game as if he's been playing all season. So it's it's those moments that really excite me to that, that motivate me to write that book. But also, it excited me to, to share what not to do, as far as getting prepared for the uh, the moment, and just share my my mental skills, strategies and my story. So it's just it was an opportunity to kind of to talk about something that I'm, I'm very passionate about.
2: Wow, and so. When, when when you're talking about that about the mindset of an athlete and being locked in when, when it's when it's that time, uh, you know I, I would always see from uh, my my father when he was getting ready for a fight. If he's in the back in the, in the locker room and, and I look in his eyes, I can see the focus and like, okay, yeah, you're not going to lose to anybody tonight. <laughs> but then other times, I mean, I've had it myself as an athlete. Like, like sometimes you just don't feel it. So uh, can you guys give us an a, a example of, of, of you know, when you had a time when you came out and said, man, uh, I'm, I'm just not <laughs> in my right head today or um, something's going on. And, uh, Grant, can you give us a way, like, how do you fix that?
4: Well, I think what I've learned later in life is that you don't have to feel good to perform well. Mm-hmm. And, and, a, and a lot of our going into a performance, a lot of times as athletes, we check our energy. Like, do I feel good? Do I feel sick? Do I feel moody? Do I, do I feel nervous? Am I overly nervous? So there's all this energy. So I think that's mm-hmm. the main thing for me when, when I've gotten uh, – when I haven't been feeling right or I've been feeling off, the main thing is to talk to it, to talk to those emotions. Talk like, tell yourself that you're ready. Tell yourself you're a champion. Tell yourself that you've worked your ass off for this moment. And you've got to kind of trick yourself all the way up until the beginning of that game because more often than that, we all know what happens. When the whistle's blown right all the all that nerve, all that feeling kind of goes away, so I think for me it's it's just it's talking to it, but understanding that you don't have to feel good to perform well mm. Jake, what about you
3: man uh yeah. really, with football, you know you got a lot of other guys around you that that can bring you out of uh you know those moments where maybe you aren't there completely. mental or physically you're dealing with injuries and I always laugh because you know people talk about oh yeah I'm I'm 100% this week but that's really only the the first week of the season maybe Uh, if you didn't get hit in preseason at all is that really the only time in football where you're 100% otherwise you're dealing with some some healing and your body's dealing with being banged up mentally though I mean as a quarterback it just took all I had every week to just have routines, have things that I did pregame. I wasn't superstitious because then I would be freaking out if I didn't put my left sock on first and then my right sock. And I thought, oh, God, I did it the wrong way. Like, those kind of things were not what prepared me. But just to be able to look in the eyes of my teammates and, uh, you know, Ray, you talked about your dad fighting. I mean, that's just – that's one-on-one. You know, that's – you don't have a whole lot of people to lean on when you're a boxer. But as a quarterback, I got ten dudes starting with me. I got a whole offensive side of the ball that's there for me. I got the defense that I always made sure they knew I respected them, loved them, and cared for them as much as anybody, and even the punters, kickers, snappers, everybody, so that when they saw me struggling, I knew I didn't even have to ask them. They would just come over and give me that juice that I needed or that little boost or that pick-me-up, and that would bring me out of any funk I was in or out of any, like, doubt that I was having just through the fact that my teammates and I we loved each other. We cared about each other. Genuinely, we really, really wanted the best for each other. And, uh, you know, that's really what did it for me in those times when there were some, some tough weeks, especially in Arizona going 3-13 and 13 a couple <laughs> years. You learn right away who, who's, who's coming to collect a paycheck and who's wanting to, like, try to make this team better. And uh, that was a hard thing to see and to swallow sometimes, but it also was uh, a really good thing because I, I learned a lot about my teammates and guys that I knew I could trust and still to this day know that they're, they're, they're soldiers. They're the guys, you know, you can lean on no matter what, no matter when or where.
1: Wow. You know, I think we got a guest on the line. Um, yeah. Colin. Yes. Are you there? Chuck. I thought we had a guest.
2: Oh.
1: Oh. Hmm. Hey Chuck, are you there?
8: Yes, I am. Oh, there he is. There he is.
1: How you doing, sir?
8: Hey, I'm doing great. I, you guys are having a great show. It's, a listening to <laughs> oh, it. it's,
2: it's phenomenal, Chuck. Well, welcome in, man. Thank you for calling in.
8: You're welcome. That's great. You guys have been my inspiration throughout this. All, all four of you have been my inspiration throughout this whole uh, COVID pandemic quarantine. So you're getting through another day.
2: <laughs> we try to keep it sexy here
8: as much as we can keep you
2: keep you encouraged keep everybody uh you know listening with something uh to to pay attention to so
8: uh, that's great hey well listen i i just said i have a question for the two guests because i've you know i've appreciated all their mental aspects their sports aspects the in and out of the pocket uh um uh information both the fun of it and being a fan of the nfl but from them, from a, from a business aspect, I'm just curious, like in their in both Grant and, and Jake's current business endeavors, how much do you guys rely on competing and also exercising your create creativity in your work and working with people?
3: That's a good question. I'll go ahead first. Grant, you all right with that. Uh, uh, yeah. Thanks Chuck. Uh, for that question, you know, uh, it, it, it's hard, you know, being in business and, and understanding the way it works. Uh, you know, when you have a new product, uh, you have to stay competitive and know that, you know, trust that what you have is something that, that would benefit the game. That For me, it would have benefited me greatly as I would go to bed every night wishing I had another hour to study and I would wake up early in the morning having slept with shallow breath and grinding teeth through the night, stressing about the the mental part of the game and learning your offensive sets and checks and calls. But to know that, you know, to, to, keep, to keep believing in what you're doing is really, I think, is the most important thing. You know, if you can dream it and believe it, you can achieve it. You know, that's what I keep telling my business partner, Chad Freehoff, and we're getting closer and closer every day. And, you know, the challenges arise no matter what you're doing in the world. Um, but, but to be the only thing out there that that is, is cutting edge like we have, there's some other competitors or some other playbooks that just can't quite do what we do, that gives you that, you know, extra boost to keep carrying on, um, you know, to keep hiding through the, the fact that I don't have a business degree, I don't have a tech background. Like if my phone goes down, I go get someone to help me, but I'm trying to sell you a tech playbook but I believe in it. And I've added my uh, wisdom and knowledge and, and uh, you know, my, my process I went through have added to this new endeavor uh, to try to change the game for better. And that's really what it's all about. I think when you, when you have a business uh, in our society, it's capitalized, right? Capitalistic society, you got to make money, you got to make money, but when you're driven by that and that only, then you're missing the point. What we're trying to do is make the game better with Ready List Sports. We're trying to make that young kid's experience better so that he has fun on a, on a, on a Friday night, Saturday morning, or whatever it is, uh, oh. all the way to the pros. We want to make their lives better. Awesome. Not necessarily make... Millions of dollars, so that that really keeps me going.
2: Hey, hey, guys, and I, I, I wish we could keep talking all day long, but we're coming to the end of the show, and I want to give you both the opportunity to tell our, our audience once again where they can find you. So, if uh Jake, you want to go real quick?
3: Yeah, I'm on Twitter. That's the only uh, social I'm on at Snakes Takes, and then uh, you know check out ReadyListSports.com if you're up for uh, the best cutting edge playbook on the market.
2: Okay, Grant, yeah. how about
4: you? You can reach me at GameFacePerformance.com, and my Twitter and, and Instagram handle is GFPMindset.
1: Wow, this has been such a great show. Hey, I'd like to thank our guests and our listening audience. I'd like to thank my partner over here.
2: Oh, yeah. You, 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 can, just, you can reach me <laughs> at RayLennerJr.com or everything at
1: RayLennerJr. You know C- that. <laughs> CooleyFoundation.org or just uh, James Cooley.
2: There you go. Google is a bad machine. It's your life. It's
1: <laughs> it's your life. We'll be back here, reading. same time, same place next week.
0: Yes, sir. All right. Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.
2: Hey, thank you all for tuning in. Facebook audience, thank you for tuning in. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, now tell a friend to tell a friend. Keep supporting. And uh, we'll see you next week. Go, JC. We'll
1: see you next week. This was a fantastic show. I hope you guys got as much out of it as uh, Ray and I did. And and uh, our guests are, are still on the phone, I think. Um, uh, you guys want to uh, say anything to our Facebook family? Uh, Grant?
4: I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, man, if anybody wants to tune into our show in and out of the pocket with Jake and Grant, I would love to... Love to for, to dial in and then reach out to us. Ask us any questions.
3: And and you, Jake. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. It's always great to share uh, knowledge and then uh, spread the word about the endeavor. Ready list sports. So appreciate it, fellas. You're doing a great job. Keep it up.
2: Appreciate it. Best of luck to you guys too. We'll we'll put your information up on our on our site and.